0: daddy confession starts year two allow me to reintroduce myself i am john an educator father of two boys i'm so happy that you have joined me on this fatherhood journey the daddy confessions podcast is a place where we discuss parenting from a father's perspective and nothing is off limits this podcast is for every kind of dad from the soon-to-be dads to those who are now empty nesters Welcome to another episode of Daddy Confessions. Tonight I have a old friend of mine here. Um a gentleman who I met several years back. I can't even remember how long it's been. 8 years now. I met, I think yeah, I, met you. I think we met 8 years ago. Uh when uh, he was a parent at the school where I used to work. Uh and you know, I immediately uh you know kind of gravitated towards Kelvin and towards his wife I thought they were great people they are great people and so you know Kelvin has found time in his schedule to join us here on the podcast and I'll let Kelvin introduce himself a little bit more sir
1: take it away. Absolutely so yes I'm Kelvin Harris originally from New Haven Connecticut and made my way to the Maryland area where I met John and now I'm here in uh Central Pennsylvania and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, father of two, one boy, one girl. Married, will oh, be twelve years this year. Um, and I've been a father for ten years. Uh, professionally, I work at United Negro College Fund, managing some national scholarship programs, uh, most notably the Gates Millennium Scholarship Program and the new Target Scholars Program. And then also work in real estate with Cobalt Banker and licensed Maryland, DC, Virginia and Pennsylvania. So I'm always busy, um, but I usually always make sure I take time to spend with my kids and attend events and be at all the important things that requires uh, parents of time and attention.
0: Kelvin is a is a busy man. And uh, you know, one of those those fathers where you you look at him and you like, look, he's there for everything. And he don't even look tired. But yeah. uh see I'm not one of those fathers. I was looking like I'm about to I'm like, man, I am super duper tired. But I love yeah. I, I appreciate that, you know, you make time for your family the way that you do and you work as hard as you do to try to, you know, continue to help provide for your family as well. So that's uh you know, I think that's it's one of those things that gets we it gets overlooked sometimes as dads, right? Yeah, like we, we, we work hard, we try to play hard as well with our kids. So,
1: yeah.
0: so, Kelvin, I have a, a a couple of questions here. You know, the, the this is Daddy Confessions. There's a lot of different conversations that we have here on the podcast about all kinds of things, and um. Really, the, the, the first question that I have for you is well, first, let me. Um, so, you have two kids, mm-hmm. right? And the kids now they are, I was just thinking to myself today, is it nine or 10 is your youngest? Your youngest just turned nine. Just turned nine. That's what I thought. He's a year older than, than, than Trey. And your daughter is nine. Your daughter's nine, and your son is 10. Yep. 10. Yep. Man, they close together. Um, I should've oh, did yeah. I should've did that and we would have been done. <laughs> maybe be maybe done soon. But um so you got nine and ten year old, so close in age, boy and girl. So you guys uh when you when you married your wife, when you and your wife got married, how long did you all wait before you decided to have kids? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Um, I don't think we ever decided, like it wasn't even the process of hey, you no. Know, when when do you think we'll be ready to expand the family? It just happened. And it and it happened, you know, quick. Four months after we were married, boom, pregnant. Um, And, you know, at this point, I was like, well, we're married, so <laughs> wow. let's see how this goes. I mean, you know, so it was an exciting time. We lived in Brooklyn, New York in a small 650 square foot apartment, paying way too much money, <laughs> not making enough. You know, like I remember barely making enough money myself just to just to live in that place and just trying to find our foot in the ground in New York. I had just, we got married and I took a job in Brooklyn. So all these things happened very quickly. And uh, I believe by November, December, we had married in July. So November, December, you know, she was pregnant. Sent me out to get like four pregnancy tests in the wow. middle of the night. With Dwayne Reed and they all said the same thing. <laughs> and then right after that, she's like, I'm not having a kid in New York, I'm going back home to DC. <laughs> she's like, I am. <laughs> well, she was gone, you know, she was back in DC. I got an apartment in uh, Maryland for her. I was going back and forth between New York and and uh Maryland at the time for until a week before he was born. Wow, so wow. Wow.
0: So, and you've been—I mean, so here you are now. You're traveling back and forth now, really, right? Yeah. So you—you you know, yeah. so you—so you're doing real estate down here in the in the DC area sometimes yeah. as well, and uh, and your your office is. Like, is here in D.C. as well?
1: Yes, yeah, so I got an office in Arlington, Virginia, and then I have an office here in York, Pennsylvania, about 25 minutes uh, south of where we live now, so closer to the Maryland border. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be in Maryland again. I was just there Monday. Wow. <laughs> I'll be back Saturday, wow. if not earlier. Um, so you
0: train, drive? Oh, I drive. You drive, so you roll. more. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I, I recently got out of a. Uh, I got into electric cars, so it's it little okay. easier on the gas. But before that, the, the Tahoe was eating up yeah. eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I get, uh, a fill up so uh, twice a week sometimes, sometimes three times. So I had to make. Had to bite the bullet to make some changes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Well,
0: uh, you know, congratulations on saving the earth with the electric vehicle, right? We'll put it it like that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I know I always hear people talk about like the how those work in terms of like long road trips. I mean, you know, (laughs) Pennsylvania to DC, not a long road trip, right? But, and so you probably, don't have a lot of issues finding places to to uh, charge no. up if you need to or, you know, charge at home, you should be able to probably make it down here pretty pretty yeah. easily, right? So um that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. Jealous, a little jealous, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One day I'm gonna get my electric my electric vehicle. Uh it will. maybe. It will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um so you so you got pregnant Mm-hmm. Months into being married,
1: yeah.
0: Then baby comes along, and y'all decide, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna do this again."
1: You know what? It, it wasn't even a conversation. it nope. just happened. It just wow. Okay. And we we've never planned any of our kids. It just Ooh. it just happened. Um, I always knew I wanted I wanted at least two, one boy, one girl, um, but. I thought we would, you know, spend time getting, you know, being in that newlywed bliss for a while before, and you know, do a little travel. You know, I was, I got married young. I was twenty seven when we got married. Um, so, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I got, I got some time. Maybe when I get closer to thirty, but you know, the Lord had other plans, and was like, hey, boom, we're gonna hit you with this one. So we never even had a honeymoon because we got married, and I, you know, I started a job. A Wednesday, no. On a Monday, we got married that Friday. Wow. So I worked Monday through Wednesday, took off Thursday, Friday. Got no, get, took off Thursday. Got married on Friday. And I finished getting some stuff. The following Wednesday, I was back at work. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so, so that, that was... I still over at that honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean you know the kids the kids is up there now y'all could y'all could lead them with the grandparents they'll take care of themselves you know what I'm saying oh absolutely yeah absolutely. yeah so it's, it's about that time it's about that time so um yep. you know that actually leads me to another question and I think you guys do this uh pretty mm-hmm. well i we've never my wife and I have been talking about this recently we've never been able to do this. Which is, even though I I take that back, even though our honeymoon was a couple's honeymoon. So we just went on, we took our honeymoon with my best friend and his wife who had just gotten married, and we all went to Port of Vallada together. So that was like literally the last time we went on a couple's vacation. How do you, have you all ever been on just a couple's vacation without the
1: kids? Yeah, so the first one was probably six months after L, my youngest was born. Uh we it was on a whim. I had a couple of extra days off of work after some travel. She went and booked a ticket to you know, book book tickets and resorts to uh we call it Riviera Maya. Okay. Yeah, we've been um, there. we been there. And uh we had a great time. And so we, we try to do it often. But that was just y'all. Um, just
0: us. So there was no other couples that y'all went with. So just we us. and that's and so those so just the this the the individual the couples trip with just the two of you all those are very important and so that was you said that mm-hmm. was the first time you guys did that that's fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: And um and so you do you guys try to do that like yearly do you guys try to do
1: Yeah, cuz you know she like she likes to travel she likes to get into like hot areas so most of the time is with the kids like mm-hmm. 90% of the time it's with the kids. We did one this past year, like right, before, right on her birthday, we went to Cancun. Okay. It was just us two, um, and then so we, and then we went to, I think over the summertime. No, Ethan's birthday in August. We we took the kids. So we try to do one with us. My thing is to do one with just us right. and one with the kids, right? Um, because we, you know, you need that time just to like be free of adulting responsibility and raising little ones and. Just be, you know, do what you want to do. Sleep a little late. And, you know, if you want to get a drink and act irresponsible for right. a couple of hours, you know, it's no shame. Right. And if you want to <laughs> sleep
0: on the beach, you don't have to yeah. worry about your kid drowning
1: anyway. You yeah, just yeah. you don't have to keep, always keep one eye open. And that's, right. that's right. Scaling and see what's going on. You can just let your guard down and just be free for a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's
0: important, man. It's, it's yeah. real important. I think that's something that every family... Um, should consider. I know some people are don't want to leave their kids, so they yeah. wait until whatever age. I'm not sure what age. I'm
1: the opposite. That I mean, is. I'm like kids the kids will be okay. They'll be alright, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So I got left at home plenty of times. <laughs> I <laughs> was a key kid, sir. So I'm like, hey, if I could do it, if I made it this far they can they can go they can live without me for a weekend right yeah yeah my wife used to and she you know before the pandemic like almost every year um she she was good about like around my birthday we would just plan a, a little weekend getaway and i think <laughs> the 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 weirdest one and i say weirdest because it was so short it felt super short was the time she took she took me to punta cana and uh i swear we got off the plane then we got back <laughs> on the plane. It was like we wouldn't. We, we literally. I think we might have slept in the hotel. We might have slept there two nights. It might have been two nights. We spent yeah. the, one of the days doing an excursion, and so we was like gone most of the day. And then we like. I mean, but it was a, it was a short trip, and it was, and those even those were fun. Uh, and so we look forward to, to to doing some more of those. Uh, we was talking about you know what we was going to do for ourselves this summer, and whether we wanted to invite other couples along. because We've never done that. We've never gone with just, you know, adult trip with other couples. It's always been either just us or us with the kids. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um. Tell me, how would you describe yourself as a parent?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. So um, I would say that my style is more so of a uh i would say teacher coach slash uh, I, i'm not really I'm like i don't really get into discipline but i want you to understand the action like your actions and the consequences of those actions what could be or let's talk about the, your thought process and break it down why did you think that was a good thing to do so you know i'll have the conversations those tough conversations so i would say i'm pretty I would say fair you know, I, I do get frustrated at times. And sometimes it's me, you know, just, you know, not knowing how to communicate with a, a smaller human. Right. <laughs> not I can see that. know as much as I do, you know, the expectation is too high. You know, we, we expect them to know everything. Um, and sometimes it's just a frustration of, I keep telling you the same thing over and over again. Um, so, you know, I would like to say I'm fair, um, I, I like to have teachable moments, and you know, say, "Okay, you know, if you do this, you know what, how my, how mom is going to react." You know, so let's think about the decision you're about to make here. More, do you think I will be happy with your decision? And try to put the ball in their court. So, you know, my hope is that my kids grow up to be independent thinkers and you know, achievers and like. But I don't want to put too much pressure on them. Or, you know, I was born in the '80s. And so, you know, it was different. You know, I met the leather belt plenty of times. Right. You know, my kids don't, they don't understand. You know, I can threaten them all day with it. And they'll say, okay, but I won't, I still haven't done it. (laughs) So it's it's really, you know, I try to be more of an educational part in parenting. um, But also try to exemplify how I want them to live. Um, So I try to carry myself, you know, how I expect them to behave when they're out with me.
0: Right. Right. So you said that you don't so you don't see yourself as a, as a disciplinary and you are more of the of the mind of like learning, you know, learning moments, right. Teaching moments, teachable moments kind of thing. And I and I hear that. And so and that's something that, uh, you know, I've said many times in this podcast, like I am working very hard to move away from the. Uh, you know, the, growing yeah. up with the belt, right? You know what I'm saying. Spare the yeah. rod, spoil the child. Like that's been one of my yeah. biggest <laughs> things that I've been working on as a, as a, as a parent, as a person. Is yeah. like how, it, for me, it was immediately the way that you correct a situation is yeah. by, you know, you, you yeah. whip it out of them, right? You got to
1: yeah. yeah, and, and I'm, you know, honestly. I'm not against it. I'm I'm for it. I mean, it worked well for me. Um, and I look at my kids. I'm like, will it really work for them? Right. So I threatened it. I tried to like I tinker around with different ways. Like I can count maybe once or twice. The two times I've actually like popped them. And then I look, and you know, well, Ethan is a uh, lighter complexion. Uh, than L. But I could see my fingerprint and it wasn't even hard oh, and no, I'm like, oh, yeah. no, this <laughs> right, no, I can't ain't see going to this. Right. This work. So I'm like, okay. And this was probably when they were like three years old. Hmm. Uh, and so then I tried other methods like, you know, I'll take things that I've learned from like when I was, you know, going through different experiences uh, coming up as a young adult. Like so I'll give them a challenge. Okay we're going to get in a chair position, like what we do in basketball. Uh, mm -hmm. And you're going to sit there. and You're not going to have a wall to lean on. You just got to sit in a squat position and now talk to me about your decisions. And as they continue to talk, the natural thing is to come up out of that position. Nope, get back down in that position. So it's a little mental, but it's also a little physical, but it's also good for their body as well. Gotcha. And their mind and being able to think on their feet. Wow, and and train their mind to not focus on what the body is doing, but answer the questions are being asked of you. Mm. So I try to incorporate stuff like that.
0: Um, okay, you can tell Kelvin was a uh, uh, as an athlete, right? You got the, yeah. the or, athletic mindset. Well, like one
1: time, I just filled a cup up with water, and I stood him on the carpet. And I had them hold a cup of water straight out, straight arm. And I said, You spill a drop of water on this carpet, we're going to have a problem. Now, I don't know what problem we was going <laughs> to have, but they knew it was going to be a problem. And I sat there and lectured them for a good five, six, seven minutes. And every time that arm started coming, be like, put that arm back up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the arm starts to shake, it starts to shake, and, water starts, and I'm like, Hey, you about to spill water on my carpet. So, but, so I try to find different things that work. Uh, so for many kids, like you know, some of them might need the belt, right, right, uh, and some of them don't. So you just as a parent, you got to find out what what works and what reaches your child. And you know, if I see a parent that spanked their kid, and I don't think it's excessive, that they take a you know a shoe and smack him across the face, and then you know some kids need that form of discipline because you know, that's what they get. I coach a little kid, and I can tell this kid. You know, I had to yank him up a couple of times. You know, his mother gave me permission as a coach. Like, if you got to grab him, because he, you know, he has some some challenges. But that's what he responded to. Right. And um, and that's how he would start listening. I would just just grab him and give him a little squeeze and look him in his eye and then talk to him sternly, and he was good. Um,
0: that actually, that's, that's cool. an interesting point because I think that oftentimes we forget that. You know, there's no one way to yeah. um, to 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 get. You know, uh, to, there's no one way to discipline kids. Yeah. M- number one, but there's also, you know, no one way that everybody is going to re- receive information. Right? Some people receive information differently, and, and that I, you know, I'm not saying you got to gotta shake the kid right but sometimes you gotta you know you gotta be you gotta be close up with them you gotta Mm -hmm. some kids you gotta sit down and chat with them about it some kids you know you explain it to them you give them an example some kids love to like my son loves the fact if i can relate something to a situation that i did right and i'm like explaining to him you know what happened to me when i was younger when i made you know a decision that was because somebody else was doing something right like you know oh you know daddy got punished because he did this that's just like you saying that, you know, you did it because you wanted to be cool because somebody else was, you know, around or whatever. And so trying to figure out a way to reach them um, mm-hmm. is the most important part. And that's that's why I always say, you know, there's no book to parenting. I mean, there's people got books out there talking about parenting, but there's, there's no one way to yeah. do it. And none of those books will will necessarily work for in every situation for your child, right? Right. And yeah. that's one. That's one of the interesting things about being a, a being a parent and and going through this whole situation of, you know, you got one way, your wife has another way,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: which way is the right way? I guess is the yeah. way that the kids <laughs> listen yeah, in, that, yeah. in that moment, so, right? I know
1: if I get a little bit out of character, like if I just yell, and you know me, I'm not. I'm I'm more calm, cool, and collected. But if I do, if I do one good yell and I start them oh, they move like that ant, like the ants, they quick boom, 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 boom. So I just make sure to keep that in my back pocket like for the times I really need it not to overuse it. But, you know, I, you know, I saw the belt every day that started with a T, Tuesday, Thursday, today, tomorrow. Right. I mean, I caught some good ones. <clears throat> but I, I, you know, I learned from them. Right. And so I remember my mom, you know, teach me, I never felt like I wasn't loved because I got beat. Right. But, I knew I earned them. All I right. earned those beatings. Like, don't kick the ball, don't play ball in the house. Keep playing ball in the house, broke a window? Okay.
0: Yeah, you know. Then see. There's a
1: consequence. Right. Play, yeah. play stupid <laughs>
0: games, win stupid prizes,
1: right? That's what. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I learned from it. I think, you know, as we gotten out of the 80s into the 90s and the new millennium, you know, things have changed. And I think, you know, if, if you find a healthy discipline strategy for your child, then I feel like it'll carry over to other aspects of their life. Academically, mentally, you know, being mentally strong and, you know, I don't want to say physically, but you know, you have some kids, like, in D.C., you got 14 or 15-year-olds, 13-year-olds robbing people at gunpoint. (laughs) What, what what's going on? Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and you're right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that is all about that's that that's that that mental, you know, strength. Yeah. That's so like understanding. Like you need to be able to stand on your own two feet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You need to be your own person, and that's those are those are some of the lessons that are very hard for young kids yeah. to to yeah. understand because they want everything comes easy now. Yeah, and they and they also want everybody to be friends, right? They yeah. want they want every they everybody want a trophy. And everybody Mm want to be friends, and and that's not that's not how it works. But but that's how people get themselves into bad situations. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of those interesting. So would you say that your your wife is more the disciplinarian?
1: I would say yeah. She doesn't want to be so. There's times where she'll step back. And encourage me to step up and take take the lead there. Um and she may not always like my strategy, but you know, you know, I don't feel like yelling all the time at them works. <laughs> Cause the people they listen to most part of the day don't yell at them. The teachers, you know, the the workers in the school who provide the various services. You know, Ethan was doing like OT therapy and they're asking them to do things. And they never have to yell or raise their voice, but so why should I? That that was my approach. And if then if, I was if only hearing. you could
0: get the kids to do the same thing they yeah. do for their teachers and stuff. Like they just, yeah. they don't listen to us the way they listen to their teachers yeah. and stuff.
1: And it's funny because, like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna use two examples. I'm walking down the street in DC, and there's a woman walking with a kid. Kid gotta be no more than three, four years old. She's not holding his hand, but she gets you... Beep, beep, beep across the street. I'm like, wow, this kid is like three, four years old. You don't even have their hand. But then when, you know, I go to, like, let's say Howard County or Montgomery County somewhere, and, you know, you see a parent interacting with a kid, there's always a, even with the dad, there's always a soft-spoken, like, soft velvet touch. Oh, Timmy, you know, you don't want to do that. And the kid could be irate on the floor, kicking and screaming, but the parent, you know, I've seen parents not lose their cool. Okay. So I try to incorporate different examples that I see. And I try to take the bad examples that I see and like, OK, so how would I handle this situation differently? Like, you know, why not have my kid's hand, as we call it? I, my kids are nine and ten. And I still hold their hand <laughs> across yeah. the street. We're walking in the mall and Ethan just come up and just start holding my hand. And so it's just those little things that try to keep them as innocent as possible to keep them in their adolescence, right. um, and just realize we have to check ourselves and our own expectations of our kids. and come out the womb as Harvard grads or you know MIT grads. They come out as blank slates, as everything we pour into them and what they get from other places in the world that help them develop, and they can't they can't help uh, not knowing what they don't know. Right. And it's our job to to teach them. That's right. It's it's frustrating. Yeah. But we can't take it out. No, we tend to take it out on the kids. Right. And so I try not to take that approach. And I've talked to my wife about that as well, because you know, you know, it is frustrating. Um, but you know, that's the job that the good Lord has given us. But giving us, blessing us with kids, you know, is getting their their gifts. Yeah. So. That's, that's true,
0: man. I am I'm, I'm right there with you hundred percent and it, and it actually, it makes me think about something that I go back and forth about a lot, which is, you know, understanding, um, that the world around them, us is so, it's so, it's filled with so many things. And so my question to you is, you know, how, how do you protect your kids or do you protect your kids from the world? You know, like, what does that look like?
1: Like, It's a balance, man. Like, sometimes I feel my kids are too, too, like, spoiled and too soft. That haven't, they don't really understand struggle. And, and I see it show up in just the simplest form where, like today, I do swimming with the kids. So they're in lessons and I'm in lessons with them. And, you know, I get tired, you know, as she says, do a lap. I get halfway down. I got to come off the air and take a minute. <laughs> but I'll see, like, you know, my daughter will stop and start cheating along the way. And I'm like, no, it's okay to stop, gather your breath, but you got to keep going. You know, even though you may not like to do this, this is like, this is the struggle right now. You got to work through this struggle. Um, and so, like, I feel like in some ways they, they're a little sheltered. But we work, we work professionally to get to a place to afford them certain luxuries that we may not have had, right. whether it's time, materials, or experiences. So try to give them an equal balance. So like you know, I, if I'm busy and and the key was busy, and I need to figure out what I'm gonna do with the kids, I'll drop them off at grandma's house. She lives differently. Both grandma's have a different lifestyle than, than we do. Or I drop off at my older sister's house, different lifestyle, you know. Now they might be playing Grand Theft Auto. And, you know, I'm okay with that. My wife may not be, <laughs> but I rather them be in an environment where somebody I trust. Right. With where, versus at some friend's house doing it and I don't know what's don't going on. I don't know what's going on. Right. So, yeah. you know, I would say, yes, I protect them to a degree. But I want to leave open the door for them to experience certain things uh, under my watchful eyes. So, you know, you know, now they have cell phones, and I didn't think about this. What?
0: They got uh, cell
1: phones. They, oh. they got them for Christmas. It's, it's been a mess. <laughs> but, like, you know, we get spam text messages all the time. Right. It didn't even occur to me that these same spam messages are just going to go to my kid's phone. Yeah, yeah and some so of me, I'm like, what did you text at me? Like... <laughs> yeah, and recently some random person, some probably scammer was texting my son's phone and he's supposed to be in school because they were virtual that week and he's responding back and I didn't know. And he's sitting maybe 10, 15 feet away from me, but I'm engaged in work and he's supposed to be in school work. And the person's like, oh, you know, Send me a picture. Wow. Send me a picture. Got a school name on it. Oh, what school do you go to? Oh, I go to this school. Well, how old are you? Oh, I'm 10 years old. And when I found out about that, I, I was steaming.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, wow. you know, the
1: person, you know, he was smart enough, said, hey, do you, I don't know you. Do you know my parents? They was like, no, I don't know your parents, but what's your mom's name? And he says, yeah, you need to call my mom. And they actually called. Wow. <laughs> and they you know, if you know my wife, then you, know, you know I haven't had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so we ended that, but it made me realize like, okay, left the guard down a little bit. Now let me make sure I go in and just put protections around the phone because you know, they're just so innocent. They're so happy to have a phone. You know, oh, somebody's reaching out to me. Let me respond. And so just educate them around as say if it's not a number in your phone book. Don't answer it. And if you don't know the person, don't engage and come and show me the text and I'll block the phone number. Yo,
0: that is crazy. Can I just tell you though? Because my son, he's eight and now he's asking about Trey asking about a phone. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, we, I got all kinds of phones around here from the years mm-hmm. back. You know, he could probably easily you could probably get one turned on and added to the plan without a problem. But I had not even thought about the yeah. number of spam you know, messages that I, that I get from time to time. And then, you know, people just calling un, unknown yeah. numbers and whatnot, like that happens. I f- didn't even think about that. Like, and so I obviously didn't, you didn't think about it originally either, oh. right. Until you are in that yeah. moment and you're dealing with it. So yeah, man, it's people are, are, are wow. That yeah. I'm almost speechless about that. I can't even yeah, so we can't, I can't be speechless on the podcast, but I like it may... yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, we put in a police report and you know, so now I just have a habit of monitoring, you know, like, let me get to see his phone, see who he's talking to, what he's talking about. Um, you know, so, and it's teaching him, you know, just if it says spam, don't answer it. Right. Even if it says Nike's giving you forty percent off, don't even just <laughs> you, you can't do nothing with that. So just right. focus on your Minecraft and your Roblox with your friends and Facetime with your friends because he talks to all his friends from back in Virginia. Right. So you know that's what your that's what this phone is for. Right. And and when we're not home because we try to like especially with Ethan leave him at home for maybe an hour or two while we run an errand. You know, give him a little leash. Right. right. To take responsibility. Um, and so. Like, and if he has to go with me to show houses and I'm busy for 30, 40 minutes, he's in the car, he can reach me if he needs to go to the bathroom or right. somebody's walking by the car suspiciously or something like
0: that. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's, there's obviously, I mean, obviously, there's good reasons for yeah. it. And it is, it's just one of those things that when you just got to think through all of the, I mean, we've just yeah. been, we've been dealing with that similarly, something like that, with just their tablets and yeah, yeah. the whole idea of, you know, how much time. They can spend on YouTube all day, and it yeah. was it was just supposed to be YouTube kids, but even YouTube kids is not even <laughs> like I mean the 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 baby was having why it was having nightmares. Then yeah. I ran into some other parents, you know, at my job, and they were like, "Yeah, we had to cut off YouTube because the kids was having nightmares." Because what was happening was all these shows were having little or little clips or whatever were mixed in with all these. Uh, mixed in with the regular clips of what was kid friendly stuff was these like people who had created these you know crazy creations using sonic the hedgehog or using Mm -hmm. you know characters that the kids normally would love and and watch in a cartoon on tv and they was making them like crazy looking and the kids was having trouble sleeping at night because of it and i was like man i had no idea and so Now they, boys, uh, they restricted (laughs) on the use of that stuff. So it's, uh, and I hate doing that because I didn't grow up like that. I mean, I watch, I watch some crazy, my mother and I joke to this day about the (laughs) stuff that I watched on TV Mm -hmm. that I definitely didn't have any business watching age nine, 10, 11, Mm -hmm probably five six like just crazy stuff and i was telling
1: my kids because biggie smalls you know notorious big the, the song warning came on my car mm. but i had my car set up to filter out curse words because okay. i mean i'm not fond of it's a it's a streaming service right 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 so, right right. it only plays clean songs gotcha okay and I was like oh when i was ethan's age i had this this person's cd and i would listen to this song all the time it's got a lot of curse words in it so, but luckily I can listen to it now because you're not going to hear them because I don't listen to certain stuff around them. Right. I'm
0: like, man. I was 10 years old listening to Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I know I had, you know, Cool Modi album yeah. when I was young. My mother, I think my mother brought me, an I say mm. album. It was a cassette tape when I cassette, was young. Yeah. So it was a cassette, the Cool Mo D cassette. I think I might have had Ghetto Boys. I don't know if my mother uh, knew yeah. what she was getting. That she was getting them bootleg on the street in DC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think it might have been like. You know three for 15 or something like that yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> definitely
1: because
0: she was just picking out whatever they had whatever the new new tape was out at that time so yeah it's, it's interesting man it's that you know protecting the kids and, and and knowing that the world is uh so much stuff is going on in the world and like yeah. you know right down to you know i don't even i can't even, i don't even watch news
1: yeah anymore. no i stopped you yeah, no, that.
0: because it, when the kids are up they walk into the room they see and stuff well i'm like yo i just don't i'm not ready to have that conversation with them not because they don't need to know about the world yeah. outside but because the way it's talked about and sensationalized on the on the media is yeah. not the way that they it needs to be presented to them yeah. and in my yeah. in my opinion my humble opinion yeah. So I agree. You. So, you know, we talked about a lot of things already, but what would you say has been one of the the hardest lessons that you have learned um, in in parenting early on? Like, what was a you know, kids are nine and ten now. You know, yeah. what was one of the like the, when you first when they was first little and you started being like, oh, I'm a parent now. Like, what was one of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the hardest things you learned in that time?
1: Yeah. I mean, really, you know, like, you think you know what love is when you ask your significant other to marry you, but it's when that, this, you know, human comes into your life, it really just changes everything. Yeah. And, uh, and it just require so much time and so much attention and affection. So I would just remember like, one of the biggest things for me was, what do I need to do? What, what did I wish I had more of when I was a kid? Mm. And, and not let my kid feel the same way. So my father worked all the time, still does, 62 or 61, 61. It works like an animal, two jobs. Huh. And so, like, I just remember him being, you know, at work in a point of high school. It was, oh, your lunch money's here, your gas money's here. I uh, See, so when I get home at 11 o'clock, you know, I'm in bed. Getting ready for the next day. So it's really like just making sure I make time. Uh, my job, you know, could be demanding that my, my job at UNCF, I had traveled pre-COVID often, but just making sure that I took time to be present hmm. with them. Um, and that's why like you would see me at every activity. Um, you know, parent-teacher conference. And if I couldn't be there, I was on FaceTime right. um, and just, you know, try to be involved in, in their life in, in many ways. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, like one of the biggest lessons in parenthood is just like slow down and just be, just give them the time that they deserve. Yeah. And, and you know, I reminded myself of that a couple of weeks ago. I was up against a, a client of mine wanted to write a contract in the house after seeing it, and it was doing like two hours, oh. and sometimes contrast can take about a good hour. But Ethan wanted to go outside and play with his RC cars. You know, he got these expensive RC cars, and he wanted to go outside and race. And I'm like, all right, it is 5:30. Offer due by seven. Ah <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, Ethan, come on. Let's go. Let's go out here. You know, before it get too dark. But it only took me ten minutes outside, and and that was, that filled his cup, right. And I was able to come back in and get the offer in with thirty minutes to spare. Well, like I think, if I didn't have the experiences that I had, I would have said, "Well, daddy has got to do this first. We let's do it later." And later isn't promised, right? No, right. you, know, you can't. You know, one biggest lesson someone told me, and I, and I really appreciate my boss at UNCF. <laughs> it's like you can never get time back. Um, And so like, you know, I would leave work early just to be able to pick them up from school on time. And my job was fine with that because they knew that I had to travel a lot. I spent a lot of time away. But I also, if I needed, if something needed to get done after hours, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I would get it done because they're making a sacrifice. I, I, I meet, We're meeting each other halfway the right. sacrifice. And so, like, I just always kept that in mind. It was like, you can never get the time back. So, if it's something at school, the Halloween parade, it makes a big difference in the world for them to and see your face there. Right. And you know, a little. And it makes an even
0: bigger difference if you dress up yeah. for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I could I couldn't <laughs> pull off with a. Uh, I forget his name when he did the Incredibles outfit. I was like, oh, man, I didn't step my fatherhood game up for this thing. You went all out. And so, but then, you know, I just, you know, with other fathers and we just share, bounce ideas and things off of and, you know, check check each other and keep each other accountable. But, you know, just be there, be present, make the time because you can't give that time back. You can get a new job. You know, right. I can write an offer on another house. You know, they made who. They may not even get that house, and so just the time is the the most critical piece. Is giving them the time, and the and the love and affection.
0: Yo, I love that man. I I think that is an amazing point that uh, sometimes gets glossed over. I think sometimes I gloss over it as well, and and mostly because you know the boys go to the school where I where I work, and I can yeah. see them you know so often, but um but at the same time. Like I, I, needed to remember to make time for them outside of my work, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't be working at home. Wish it was that easy, right? Yeah. We all wish that yeah. it was that easy, but you know, remembering that, uh, uh, taking that time with them, they may not need a whole lot of time. I love what you said. You yeah. know, it, it was it was ten minutes, right? That that filled yeah. his cup. That's that's what he needed. That's what he wanted in that moment, and and so making that time, and and I think about like my son came down last night and he's like, daddy, the new raising episode, new season of Raisin Dion is out. And I was like, oh <laughs> man, that's okay. But you can't watch it during the week. So mm-hmm. this weekend, that's what we're going to do. You know, we are going to sit down, we're going to yeah. watch it. You know, he, he, he was excited about it. He was looking forward to it coming back out. And so making that time, right. Trying to find yeah. that time to, uh, to, to do something that they're interested in. I yeah, have yeah. a little bit of a hard time with with guns and the Beyblades and the oh, yeah, Pokemon, we got out of that. but you know, <laughs> I'm hoping God knows I hope he get out of that soon. But um, I got invited to
1: play something
0: on Roblox, and I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Oh, oh. I, uh, Roblox! Oh man, yeah, he loves he loves Minecraft and Roblox too. <laughs> uh, he into all of that, but, um, but my
1: kids know I I have it on my phone. Yeah, so, so do I. Late night, I go let me see how this thing works. <laughs> man, I, so. I, I can meet them where they are you right, know what I mean? right. and, and, and compete with them. So one thing that Akilah and I are doing I mean, and we're more conscious about is spending more one-on-one time with them mm. individually. You know, when you have them so close together, like they, they're like Irish twins. They do everything together. right one not get pair of shoes. They won't get a pair of shoes. You know, you did this for one's birthday, you got to do it for the next person's birthday. So now like, you know, it's, all right, Ethan, look, you got daddy time. What do you want to do? You want to go away for a day or two, a weekend? Like, you want to, you know, and he'll just tell me what you want to do and we'll try to figure it out. And then, like, now, like, my daughter's nine, I need to, you know, take her on dates. Like, daddy, daddy, daughter time. You know, so usually I'm taking them. That I'm taking them both to get sweet frog. We'll sit there and eat sweet frog, and or take them to another sweet treat, or we'll go bowling and do something like that. Just separating them and giving them individual,
0: right? Time. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. I, I I appreciate that as a as an opportunity for, um, you know, just realizing that they're individual people. They have individual personalities, yeah, yeah. right? And they, you know, they have different. Ideas of like what they need of your time, mm-hmm. and, and so that doesn't, you know. I think of, you know, literally just today, I we were I was talking to somebody about how we never thought, and my wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I was I was telling someone at work about it as well. We never thought that Wyatt was ever going to talk and when he was when he was a baby he just that wasn't his thing like he just wasn't ready to talk he didn't talk at the same time as Trey uh, and so we were worried my, my wife was worried I wasn't worried my wife was worried <laughs> that something was wrong right Yeah. and then I started thinking about I was like really what was wrong that his brother never shut up like (laughs) Trey is the talker like he is the one that you know will dominate the conversation and now Wyatt is finally starting at four starting to find his own voice and being like but you're not letting me talk and so the the best thing that I can do is take that time separate separate then two of them and take time to do things with them individually so that Wyatt knows that he has his time to talk
1: yes. when he wants
0: to or we could just lay there and watch TV, or yep. we can, or he can jump on my back. He's the only person in the house that can jump on my back. Like he'll just, <laughs> he'll sit on my shoulders, yeah, and and just use me as a jungle gym. And that's that's his time, and that's okay, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, for his brother, it's like, tell me about the new. Pokemon, whatever. Tell me, you know, let's play the game together. Let me let me show you how to play the PlayStation or whatever, like those kind of things and or we'll watch a movie together. And so we can do that together um as well this time of year. I mean, eventually we're gonna go back outside and play basketball, but it's we yeah. get out there these days. I ain't you know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna and, and Trey's playing basketball this winter. Yeah love watching him play that's his time you know that's his thing so we mm-hmm. we out there watching them for better or for worse his team you know we <laughs> we out there watching them and so that's that's his thing and so we love doing that for him yeah. and with him so um you know i really do appreciate that that point about making a time for the kids individually yeah so you know we've been talking for a little while now you know kelvin man i really do appreciate you you know coming on to the podcast uh, sitting down to to chat with me a little bit, um, you know. I hope you feel like you got something out of it. That you enjoyed yeah. it. That you, you know, that, that I I enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. Like I always learn so much from talking to, you know, men that I admire who are who are who are doing the the right thing out there and raising their kids and being great fathers and husbands, and and really, you know, doing it big. And that's why, I, like, I reach out try to get people on here. Some people say yes. Some people say yes and then they never, you know, follow through on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say no names for those people who have not followed through on it. But hopefully yeah. that eventually they will come through and, and and join me on the podcast. And Kevin, honestly, brother, I would love to have you come back. You know what I'm saying? Talk some more. We'll talk about whatever. And yeah. um, and if you know anybody else that you think You know, would be good to have on the podcast or that you want to come on the podcast with love to have both of you on the podcast or multiple people on the podcast. I've had, you know, up to like four people on here before chatting or whatever. So love to have you back. Um, Thank you for, for joining me tonight um here i know it's uh you know it's always hard to find time you know what i'm saying you, it sounds like it's quiet it's in your house find
1: me well,
0: <laughs> it sounds like it's quiet in your house so you must got the kids down for the count which is great yeah you know? yeah uh, well, they
1: might be down i don't know about for the count sometimes you gotta go in there and, and check
0: them you be like, you know? look here
1: He's yeah, but well, you know, they, sometimes they in there reading the book, I'm like, oh, man, right, that right. wouldn't have been me at 19 years old. <laughs> so, you
0: know, they're good kids. Cool, cool. Well, um, thank you. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. This has been another episode of Daddy Confessions. Thank you all for listening. Good night. Peace. Thanks for listening to Daddy Confessions. Check out the show notes for more information about some of the things that we talk about on the podcast and for how to reach me if you would like to be on the podcast. If you like what you heard, click subscribe. Share it with a friend. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and drop a review on your favorite podcast app. If you would like to support this podcast, follow the link in the show notes to to donate and keep this podcast going. Again, Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to make time for yourself and your family. Peace.